in keeping with the series that we're talking about. Um, last time we, we talked about trusting in transition. So um, there's a there's a quote. Nicole, can you put the quote up? It's not a quote. I, I, I got this from somebody, and they said that God's word is true no matter how people respond or react. God's word is true. No matter how people respond or react, no matter what they say, God's word always takes precedence over man's responses or opinions. So, um, yeah, God's word is true. No matter how people choose to respond or react. So, last, um, last time, we were talking about transition, and we're still talking about transition, because we're transitioning to a new place. This is a new place for us. We're still trying to work out some of the kinks. Um, Christina and um, Luke were uh, kind enough to come and uh, worship with us. So we just, we're, 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 we're joyful about that. And um, thank you, sir. joyful about that. So uh, so last time we talked about uh, trusting in transition and um, and what transition does, it does uh, uh, five things. I just want to revisit those. Thank you, Nicole, for that. Just want to read the purpose of transition. So the purpose of transition is for growth. I could have made this bigger. I thought I could have made this bigger. Sorry. It's for growth. It increases our faith and our trust in the Lord and it helps us to become completely dependent on God. Um, it makes us not complacent because we're learning and experiencing new things. And it gives us permission to reach our full potential and those around us with, uh, permission to reach theirs. And that's a big one for me because I want my daughter to reach her full potential. I want everybody around me to, to become the original blueprint that the Lord made. Them. Whatever the Lord made Daryl or Dove be, I want to be that. I want to be all of it. I want to ride this thing until the wheels fall off. Amen. So these, this is the purpose of transition. So with that in mind, if you have your Bibles, uh, turn to 1 Kings 17. 1 Kings 17. I am, I'm, I'm using the King James Version. We're going to start in uh, verse 7. Verse 7. We're going to uh, start in verse 7. I'm going to go through this rather quickly. Um, verse 7. 1 Kings 177. I'm using the New King James Version. I have it now. Okay. The, the New King. 17, 7. I don't have it. Can somebody read it for me? New King James Version. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him, Elijah, <coughs> saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to to Sidon and dwell there. See, I. Huh? So see, I. 
See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and he went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called her and said, Please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, As the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin, and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am, go I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Kind of fatalistic. And Elijah said to her, Do not fear. Go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. And afterward make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord, the man of God speaks, the Lord God of Israel. The bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. And so she said, as, so she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. And she and, and she and he and her household ate for many days. The bin of flour was not used up nor did the jar of oil run dry according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. So I just want to talk to you a little bit today about when the brook dries up. What happens when the brook dries up? Now what does that mean? Just yell it out. What do you think that means? The drought. When the brook dries up, what does it mean? The party's over. Somebody on this side. This side's going out of water. Somebody over here. Jess, when the brook dries up. No? You may have you may have heard the phrase when the well runs dry. Yeah. Okay, same thing. When the well runs dry. So I just want to talk to you a minute about that, about when the brook dries up. So we see Elijah. Alright? This man, Elijah, he hits the scene in chapter 17. Now we have never seen him before, haven't heard of him before. And why is that? Because the Lord raises up the prophet when he wants his people to turn back to him. There's this king, all right? There's this king. Everybody say, boo. Okay, boo. All right, I'll, I'll, do this. I'll do this for myself. There was this king. Really? Boo, boo. The king was a bad king. Look, he was a bad king. Boo, hiss. He was a bad king. His name was Ahab, right? Uh-oh. So the king... Not only was he a bad king, he was the ultimate bad king. He did everything. He did worse than all the people before him. He just insulted God because God told him, look, I'm your God. I'm going to lead you. If you follow what I say, you're going to be all right. But this king, he married this, this woman, this Jezebel. Get it? He met, boo, hiss, hiss, hiss. He married this Jezebel. And this Jezebel took him away, right? He was, he was building altars to her God and doing all kinds of things. It was worse than anybody had never imagined him because he was the king the people followed. So Elijah hits the scene because the Lord always raises a prophet up yeah. when he wants his people to turn back to him. I'll say that again. The Lord always raises a prophet up in 2017 when he wants his people yeah. to turn back 
to him. Amen. All right? Yes. So Elijah hits the scene and he rolls into the palace. I don't know how he got the palace. I don't know how he got in. He must have had juice. He rolled in and he said, boom, king, Jezebel, court, all of y'all, it's not going to rain until I say so. Peace, I'm out. Drop the mic. Boom. And that's it. And he left. <laughs> he left, right? So we find him at the brook. The Lord said, go to the brook. Go to the brook. I'm going to feed you by ravens day and night. You're going to drink from the brook. So he's there chilling with the Lord. Nothing but time to pray. I mean, read or whatever he was doing out there with these in the wilderness. And the Lord says, arise and go to Zarephath because I'm about to do something. Yeah. I'm going to dry this brook up. So we're talking about transition. And in this, this particular instance, he's moving from one transition to another transition. A lot of times you think, okay, this transition is over. I've made it. <laughs> nah, I've <I'm> <laughs> There's another transition. So the Lord dries the brook up and he says, go to Zarephath. And if you're Elijah, you're thinking, hold, hold up, Zarephath is in Sidon. Sidon is Jezebel's father's territory. He's the king over there. I'm hiding from her. And you sending me to where her father's the king? Come on, I'm the only one? Okay, so I'm the only one. Okay, I'll talk to myself. <laughs> really? That's what he said? Can you believe it? No, I can't believe it. I would have been scared, me too, right? So, so he goes. And then he says, I want you to look for a widow. So, if you're Elijah, you're thinking, a widow? Wait, wait, a widow? She's got no husband. She's got no means of support. She's a widow. Widows during that time are the poorest of the poor. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you want me to go to the bad guy's lair, <laughs> and you want me to find a widow to support me? <laughs> Come on, man. But he's obedient, yes, and he goes. Uh -huh. Look, he goes, and he's outside the gate, and he sees a widow. And you know how he knows she's a widow? Because she's trying to get sticks out of a bush. She didn't have anybody help her. She's trying to get sticks, two sticks out of a bush. So she's pulling the sticks out of a bush. And Elijah's like, that's got to be her. <laughs> so this is the thing. When the Lord speaks to us, we're all worried about, well, what are we going to do? How, how, what's going to happen? What are we going to say? Don't worry about it. I will put the words in your mouth. And he says... Can you bring me a cup of water during a drought? <laughs> he says, can you bring me a cup of water? She says, yes. She's polite. He's like, okay, maybe it's her, but let me ask her something else, no way. Let me ask her, can you give me something to eat during a famine? There's a drought, there's a drought, there's no food, there's a famine, right? right. Can you bring me something to eat? And she says, I can't do that because me and my son are about to die. We're going to eat this last meal and we're about to die. So Elijah steps in and he says, I tell you what, I'll make a deal with you. The man of, the, man of God has made a declaration. Yeah. We talked about declarations, last yeah. declaration and decree. Mm -hmm. He made a decree. He said, if you do this, the man of God is speaking. If you do this. You ain't got to worry about a thing. What's that song? You ain't got to worry about that. You ain't got to worry. <laughs> you ain't got to worry about a thing. And so she does it. And God blesses her. 
So what happens when the brook dries up? When the brook dries up, when the well runs dry, when nothing else is going on. When I was 13, I was going to the ninth grade, Jessica. It was the summer. I was going, yeah, I was, I was 13 going to the ninth grade. I was tiny. I wasn't the 6'10", 350 pound guy today. I was going to the ninth grade high school, right? New to Houston, Texas going to the ninth grade. And my father, my stepfather was a truck driver. He, he drove trucks and my mom was a private duty nurse. I don't know what they call it now, but she worked, she went to people's homes and she stayed with those people. She didn't live with them, but she was there for the duration. So, you know, we weren't, uh, we weren't wealthy, but we weren't like some of my friends, right? So um, my dad lost his job. He lost his job because he was a convicted felon and uh, you know, they found out that some documents had been falsified, da, 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 so he lost his job. And my mom, she lost her job, right? And as a 13-year-old, I was like, uh, what's going on? Because I was the oldest. <laughs> so I, so I, I, I started working. I started hustling and doing certain things for certain people, whatever I could do, whatever I could do. I would hustle and I would bring the money home and give it to my mom because there were five of us. It was me, my two sisters, my mom, and my dad. And um, that's what I did. That's what I did because um, they weren't working, right? Yeah. I was going to high school and my sister needed stuff. Both my sisters, we, we needed food, right? So I was, I'm out there hustling, right? The brook had dried up, but this is what happens when the brook dries up. When the brook dries up, the Lord provides direction. Because before I had been out there with my friends, and, and you guys don't know, some of you guys don't know anything about this, but remember Hubcaps? Oh, yeah. Yes. Remember Hubcaps? Yeah. 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 Sean's like, yeah, I remember Hubcaps. Yeah. Yeah. You used to pop those bad yeah. boys off and you can take them, I heard, and sell them <laughs> to a car dealership, sell them to other people, yeah. right? I personally never popped a Hubcap myself because in my mind, I was, I could always say, I didn't do that. However, I was present. I was more in a supervisor position. Supervising what was going on because that way I could say I didn't do that. And it was true. But my stepfather said, you were there, you were present, because we got caught. Uh, silence gives consent, right? Silence gives yes. consent. Mm -hmm. yes. So when the brook runs dry, you get direction. The Lord had given me direction, right? Because I was out there with all these other dudes doing whatever I was doing with my friends, but Jesse gave me a job doing this. He gave me a job, I was working at a skating rink, and then I was working at TGY. Some of you guys don't know what TGY is. And then, and then I, I, I um, you know, I started working at uh, Church of Chicken, and so I was, I was out hustling. I was hustling and bringing home the money. And here's the thing, for two years, a 13-year-old turning 15 took care of the family, a family of five. How is that possible? It's not. God had to do it. He provides opportunity for two years. And I was learning something. I was learning something about myself. I learned, even though I didn't want to get married, I learned that I could take care of a family. Amen. I learned something about my. He gave me an opportunity to learn something about myself. I learned how to have more faith in the Lord. And my favorite song, 27, um, that when I was in the leaving the eighth grade, that's when the verse, the first, the verse hit me. And I went to learn it and memorized it. And it was verse 14. Mm -hmm. 
Wait on the Lord. Mm -hmm. Be of good courage and he will strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, upon the Lord. So he had given me direction. He gave me opportunity. He took me deeper with him. Right? That's my 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 brook dried up story. <laughs> now everybody has one. And if you go back, if you are a follower of Christ, if you go back and you review your brook dried up story, you can see where the Lord was giving you yeah. Yeah. You can yeah. see where the Lord was sending you opportunity. Yeah. You can yeah. see where the Lord was taking you a little bit deeper, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when the brook dries up, the Lord gives us a chance to get some direction from him. Amen. A chance to get direction. So, chance to get direction. I have unforeseen clarity up there because the word chance means an unforeseeable cause. So I have a chance for direction. I have a chance for clarity. People are always praying, I need clarity. I need clarity. You need clarity? What does the Lord say? He says, I will guide you along the best pathways yeah. for your life. I will advise you yeah. and look yeah. over you. You yeah. need clarity. You need clarity. What is uh, Proverbs 16, 9 says? We make our plans, but the Lord determines yeah. our footsteps. Yeah. So he tells Elijah, yeah. go to Zarephath, Jezebel's father's house. Yeah. That's the direction. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? You're looking for a widow. I'm looking for a widow? Yeah, you're looking for it. Well, what do I say? What do I say? Don't worry about it. I will tell you when you get there. How many times has um, the Lord told you A, B, and C? Right? A, B, and C. But we, he sent him through this process. He sends him through this process. The brook is drying up. So if God had not been finished with Elijah, his brook wouldn't have dried up. Yeah. yeah. Right, 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 right. If he hasn't been finished, if he wasn't finished with me, he's not finished with my process. Not finished with my development. Not finished with my refining. Not finished with my growth. Then my brook wouldn't have dried up. But we fight. We fight. We fight. We fight. We want to stay in these situations. Because even though they're not good for us, we want to stay in these jobs. We want to stay in these, these relationships. We want to stay in these living situations. Whatever it is, because we don't want to transition. Because our fear is holding us back. What am I gonna do, God? What am I gonna do? Trust me. Well, what am I? What am I gonna do, God? What am I gonna do? Trust me. Wait, wait. What am I gonna do, God? What am I gonna do? Trust me. You know what? I don't know what the Lord is saying. I don't. I don't. I don't, the Lord, I don't know what He's saying. Uh, so I'm just gonna stay in this situation a little bit longer because I don't know what the Lord is saying. Our fear is dictating us not listening to the Lord. Amen. When we talk about transition, what we say, forget the past. Embrace the new. God always provides. Yes, forget the past. Embrace the new. God always, can you put that up for me, Nicole? Forget the past. Embrace the new. God, is, God always provides. That's what this says. I'm sorry, I didn't know this was so small. He always provides for us. When God is speaking to us, it would behoove us to listen. Right? Yes, yes, yes. So I have a friend, and he was going out with this woman. They were they were going out. She said he was her boyfriend. He said uh, we're just friends. Right. <laughs> she said you're gonna marry me. He said yeah. Good good luck with that. Um, so they're going out, and they're going out for two years. Two 
meet Nate Free? Michelle's like, oh no, oh no. For like two years. You got That's seven my boyfriend. Months. He's like, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not her boyfriend. Um, so she's like, you're going to marry me. He's like, no, no. And then he left. Because he moved. And she was like, wait, what's happening? He said, yeah, you know, it's been real. It's been great. He was going over her granddaddy's house during, during holidays, and the granddaddy gave the kids money. He was one of the kids, you know, receiving the money. He's all in the family. It was a situation ship. It wasn't a relationship. It was a situation ship. <laughs> but she didn't, want to, she didn't want to leave the situation ship. Yeah. And there's a song, and here are the lyrics. There's a song, and the, and the lyrics are, I've given you the best of me. Yeah. The best, it's true. But I can't get the best from you. So I guess goodbye is the best thing I can do. <laughs> right? We want to stay in it. God has given us the directions. The brook is dried up. Where do I go? Listen to me. You're going to go to Zerubbabel. But, 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 but. But, 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 pack your stuff and go. I'm making provision for you there. That's what that means. I'm making provision for you there. If you read this chapter here, I'm making provision for you there. The raven's going to feed you there. Go to Zarephath. There is a woman there who will be feeding you. Right? The second thing we get, we get a chance for opportunity. A chance for an opportunity which is an un- Seen advancement or success, right? Unseen advancement or success. Uh, to learn something about myself, to increase my faith, to learn, uh, to help somebody learn something about themselves and increase their faith. So Elijah goes, he talks to the woman, and he says, make me some bread. And she says, okay. Now picture this. You are suffering. You are hungry. You are facing certain death. And a stranger comes up and says, can I ask you a favor? <laughs> can you give me something to eat, Mr. Jerry? What do you say? Okay, I'll, tell you, I'll do you one better. You live in a house. You have every need met in your house. Your pantry is full. You are walking out of your house to go to work. There is a person on the sidewalk that's homeless and says, can you give me a bottle of water? Mm. Will you go back in your house and get Tell it you. Probably not. No, you won't. Some of us would. But some of us would like, uh, no, I gotta get to work, I'm late. And my boss, if I'm late, he <laughs> It's an opportunity to bless somebody. Yeah. It's an opportunity yeah. to increase your faith. Mm-hmm. We're so worried about all the other stuff that's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Jesus. I'm here. Your servant is listening. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. So here's the thing. If she had not listened to the man of God, if she had said, you know what, nah, nah, I'm going to make this food, then she would have died. Yeah. Right. She would have died. Yeah. Yes. And the oil wouldn't have been multiplied because there would have been mm. none left. Right. The Lord blessed what was left. Mm. You're not hearing. Mm. The Lord blessed what was left. Yeah. Yeah. What if uh, Elijah decided not to go mm. to Zarephath? What if he said that ain't that ain't God? Like when the Lord says, start the church. Okay, that ain't God. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know the story. That ain't God. 
What if he decided not to go? He would say, Lord, I'm, I, I'm, you know what? That ain't God. That ain't God. Licorice. I'm going in another direction. Then what? What would have happened to the woman? Yeah. She would have died. Yeah. Her son would have died. His generations would have died. All the people that she fed during the famine would have died. Their generations would have died. Right. It's not just about you. Amen. It's not just about Amen. you. The Lord Amen. blesses us so we can bless other people. Amen. It's not about us. Amen. The prophet was sent to encourage the woman's faith. She wasn't a believer. She was a Gentile. That was another reason he wanted to go, because they are unclean, they eat pork, they eat chitlins, they eat pig's feet, they eat ham, they eat bacon. They are unclean. So I was like, oh my God. Yes, they are unclean. You want me to live in this woman's house? First of all, she ain't got no money. She's unclean. And the king is looking for me. But he went. Yeah. Yeah. He went to encourage the woman. So get this. The widow gave him one meal and received over a thousand days of meat. Mm. Wow. So there is some so so when he left the brook, he went and spent over two years, two and a half to three years with this woman. That's nine hundred and twelve to a thousand and ninety-five days. She did what the man of God said. And her and her household ate. Mm -hmm. You know how we do. It ain't just me, my son, and the stranger. Mm -hmm. It's Betty Sue who lives next door. Her cousins, yeah. my cousins yeah. from out of town just yeah. happen to be here during the famine. Everybody's eating. Yeah. Everybody's eating. You know how it is. Yeah. Oh, you don't have anything to eat? When I, you, when I was in New York and I didn't have anything to eat, I brought the water. Right? And my friend, she made, she would cook all the time. And so all of us out of work actors who weren't making any money, we went to her house and we ate. Amen. And then when she was out of work, I happened to be working. So everybody came to my house and ate. And then we went to Lawrence's house and ate. Then we went to Robert's house and ate. The Lord is blessing you to bless somebody else. The Lord is keeping you to keep somebody else. The Lord is doing for you so that you can do for somebody else. Amen. God wants us to understand that whatever we give because of him, we're not giving it in vain, but it's going to be multiplied and back to us. It's a return on our investment. Giving is a benefit. It's a return on our investment. It's an act of faith. Yes. Every day she had to trust the Lord. Every day she had to get up. She probably was like this yes. at night, Marshall. Let me go look at this bed. <laughs> okay, there's still something. There's still something there. Okay, I, I don't have. I don't have enough for today. Well, how come it's twenty? You said it was just you and your wife. There are twenty people behind you. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll make what I can. I'll, I'll make what I can. I'll make what I can. Right. And her faith grew. Her faith grew. Yeah, her yeah, faith grew. Yeah. Day after day after day. 365. 365. Yeah. Three years. Until she was walking. Oh yeah. Tell your cousin. Oh yeah, tell your cousin to come and bring yeah, bring bring the little kids too. Because there's gonna be enough. He's gonna provide. It's been like this for the last two years. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Amen. Yes. Amen. Every day. So here's the thing. Next slide. It's not you responding to God mm -hmm. and God rewarding you for what you did. 
It's you responding to the promise of give, and it shall be given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together, running over, and poured into your lap. Yeah. That's what you're responding to. You're responding to the promise. And the promise of God is what? Yes and amen. amen. What's the promise? You're responding to the promise. So when the Lord tells you to tithe and your rent is due and you only got a grand, your rent is $1,500 and it's due in a week and the Lord says tithe, he's testing your faith. Because yeah. if you give that $100, he's going to breathe on it. And your bin, I'm sorry, <laughs> and your bin will be full. Yes, yes. But that ain't what we do. Been there, done that. No, that's yep. that ain't what we do. Yeah. Five minutes. That's not what I was I taught. I do that. I do that. I was taught, <laughs> you pay your bills first. And you give God. That's not right. My mother taught me, you pay your bills first. And you give God what's left. And you know, I understand her point of view because she was single. She had three kids before my stepfather came along. And then my stepfather was injured. And before he got his church, you pay your bills first. But that's not what God says. God's saying, trust me. Trust me. You give this one hundred, and you see what I do. You watch what I do. Three years they ate. Three years they ate. The promise is faith, right? So we have unseen clarity, licorice. We have unseen, uh, what's the second one? Unforeseen success, success or advancement. Unseen success or advancement. Right. Increasing your faith. Providing for people around you. And number three, the Lord takes us deeper. We have un unforeseen increase in faith and power. But the only way that we can get an increase in faith and power is through testing. You don't just go to the DMV and say, I want to be a driver of one of those big vehicles out there. And they're like, yeah, go ahead. They test you. And even after some of us get tested, are still <laughs> right? So he tests us and judges. When, before they reached the promised land, in the first, uh, I think it's chapter 3 in Judges, they, he said that the Lord left some of the Philistine tribes because he wanted those that, that crossed over to understand war. Now why would he want them to understand war? He wanted them to understand how to fight. He wanted them to understand that they need to walk in faith. He wanted them to understand that there's a time when I send you out on the battlefield with worshipers, and that's all you need to do. You need to go out there and sing praises to me and watch what I do. So we go deeper with God through unforeseen testing which increases our faith. Romans 5, 3 says, not, on, uh, not only, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces what? Perseverance. Yes. Perseverance produces character. Yes. Character, hope. Mm -hmm. And hope in action is faith. Mm. In your head is hope. I hope this happens. I hope that happens. The Lord told you to move. You start packing. That's faith. And he's going to breathe on your faith. So the Lord sent him to Jezebel's father's house, to a widow who's a Gentile who ate pork. And she couldn't <laughs> care for herself during a drought and a famine. Now, why would God do that? He was testing Elijah's faith. Now, why would he test Elijah's faith? He's a prophet. Because of where Elijah was going. Yeah. Here's the thing. 
We want to pray, Lord, I want to be a healer. I want to walk into a room and lay hands on a person. Yeah, but do you want to pay the price for that? Because the anointing costs. The anointing costs. Lord, I want to speak the gospel no matter what. I don't want to be afraid of anybody. Okay, Daryl, Lord, Daryl, the anointing costs. I'm going to test you. I'm going to send you through. I'm going to attack everything around you or allow the enemy to attack you. If Jesus, if it was good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for you. Amen. So here's the thing. When we talk about when we talk about in the wilderness, we talk about in the wilderness. Jesus was in the wilderness, we say it all the time. 40 days, he didn't eat any food. Now I fasted, now this is my I fasted for 21 days. I lost 22 pounds. Mm-hmm. 22 pounds. My wife was like, you gotta stop this. You gotta stop this. I said, no, I trust God. So can you imagine Jesus in the wilderness on water? 40 days? And I was like, I don't know if I could do that. Guy. But here's the thing. The enemy didn't come to him on day one. The enemy didn't come to him on day 15. Luke, he came on day 40 when he was hungry. He was skinny. He was like, what's up, partner? How you doing? Man, I just came from the best dinner there was lamb, there was mint jelly. <laughs> it was awesome. Listen, I know you're hungry and I just wanted to bring you some. 40 days, that's when he attacks, when your defenses are down, right? So when we deal with God, we have to deal in trust. When we deal with God, we gotta deal in trust. Amen. We trust him, he's got to be able to trust us. Mm-hmm. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and everything will be added unto you, right? And like yes. I said, tithing is an example of this. If the Lord's telling you to give, then you should give. If you ain't got it, you give what you have. <clears throat> he's going to make provision for you. That's I know it. that's right. That's it. He multiplied the widow's spending, not her fortune. Get it? He multiplied what she gave out. Not what she kept to herself. I ain't, I ain't got enough for them. I only got enough for me. Okay. Well, you're going to die with that. Huh. Amen. 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 So, hope, faith in action. Faith is hope in action. So, the Lord gives us unforeseen testing so that we can be prepared for where we're going. So, we can have the faith. So, we can walk in the power. So, our transitions get harder and harder and harder and harder. Well, no, maybe I'm, maybe I'm talking to me. My transitions, <laughs> some of you guys, maybe you skate, right? My transitions no. have been getting harder and harder and harder and harder. And I'm like, well, what you doing? What you doing, man? Mm-hmm. Nah, man, I'm the, I'm the man of God. You called me to do this. I'm in my, in my prayer closet crying. I mean, you called me to do this. Why is it not working out? <laughs> right? Yes. It's harder and harder and harder because the Lord is strengthening me yes. in this transition to prepare me, Luke, for that transition and in this transition to prepare me for that transition and that transition to prepare me for this transition, right? Because I said I want to walk the walk. I want to be his man. I want to be like David. I want to have a heart for God. And the Lord said that's what you want. All right, let's get body body. And halfway through, I said, "Okay, wait, 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 wait." I didn't necessarily wait, mean that. Wait, wait, wait. 
But the Lord said, no, you wanted this. This transition is going to strengthen you because what? I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Is that the future you want? Then you got to walk through this. You got to walk through this. So whatever you thought you went through, if you are walk, trying to walk closely with the Lord, get ready. Hmm. Now, and this is not to be fatalistic. It's just to encourage you. It's encouraging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to encourage you because I am walking through it. Mm-hmm. Right? My wife comes to me. Her uncle is sick, and I can see that she's concerned. She tries to be. She tries to be, be like me. I'm kind of like this. I get upset over little stuff, but the big stuff, I'm like, all right, this is what we do. She comes to me. She says. Uncle Edwin is sick. Uncle Edwin died. It's like, okay. I said, you want to go to Philly Atlanta? She's like, no. I was like, okay. So then her aunt gets sick, goes into a coma. And then she passes. And she has this look on her face. And she was like, we got to get to Philly. I said, you got to go. She's like, how? I said, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I trust God. Mm-hmm. And she's like, but, but, but. And I said, so let's just start packing. Let's start making arrangements. And she's like, and I was like, I trust God. Mm-hmm. We're going to go. But what about church? I trust God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, how are we going to get there? I trust God. Because yeah. yeah. he's going to work it out. Yes. Because we went through this transition. So it's like climbing a hill. Like somebody said, you climb this hill and a bigger hill and a bigger hill yeah. and a bigger hill and a bigger hill. And when you're done, mm-hmm. you are higher than you were. <coughs> Mm-hmm. But you got to go through the transition. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You got to go through. So I know some of you are going through transitions. I'm going through transition right now. So Elijah did what he said. Hundred over a thousand days. He ate. Then the Lord says, what? Go back. Talk to Ahab. So he goes back. This is what the Lord is preparing you for. So he goes back. Well, first of all, the widow's son dies. Yeah. And Elijah takes him into the upper room and prays for him. God blesses. He wouldn't have had to pay for that before. Then he goes back and he challenges the prophets of Baal. 450 of them. Because back then, when you uh, when you rewarded people or when you challenged people, it was me and my God against you and your God. Yeah. They were like, my God does this. I was like, all right, uh, so let's do this. Let's build some fires. We'll put them together, and fire's going to come down from heaven. Now, you guys go first. Okay. You guys go first, and I'm going to sit over here and... Uh, yeah, no, no, no. You need to put more on, yeah, on that side. Put some kerosene over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to take a nap. You wake me when you're done. So he's taunting them. And I was like, well, can we do that? Because I would love to do that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love to be like, oh, 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 really? Guess what my God does? Do something. Boom. What? So that's what he did. He taunted them. He ran around. He said, pour some water on this. More water. More water. Now, I'm go- I would stand back. Yes, you, sir. Yes, in the blue. Stand, stand back. Yes. I'm going to stand back. Jesus, God, do your thing. Boom. And then fire came down and incinerated the water, everything. And after that, he killed those prophets. 450 men put to death at the word of God. So the Lord was preparing him for where he's going. Preparing him for what he had to do. Now, I don't know if anybody's in here has ever had to take another person's life. 
but that's a that's a that's a thing. <laughs> I mean that that takes conviction. And after that, the drought lifted. The drought lifted. It rained because God's promises are true. Yes, they are. But then after that, Jezebel said, let me send him a text. You're going to die by midnight tomorrow. And he broke camp. He went and he hid in a cave. The first thing the Lord said was, what are you doing here? I gave you direction. I gave you opportunity. I gave you success. I took you deeper with me. Deeper. I increased your faith and I increased your power. What are you doing here? She tried to kill me. Man, she crazy. Man, she tried to kill me. It's just me, man. It's just me. I'm the only person. Jesus like, hold on, hold on. It's like when Doc cries. like, stop all that. Stop all that. Stop, 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 stop. He didn't yell. He didn't scream. You go back. I am with you. We have to be reminded of the things that the Lord got us out of. We have to be reminded of that God walked Amen. us through. We have to be reminded. That's what the transition is for. The transition is a reminder. This transition, oh, I remember when God did that. How we get into Philly? I remember when we were in Philly one time and we didn't have no money. I was waiting on one of my clients to send me money and they were dragging their feet. We were driving. We didn't have gas. We almost ran out. We went to look at a place and we almost ran out of gas. We were like, maybe we can call this person. She was like, I thought the money was supposed to be an account. I said, they said they were sending it. We are out in the middle of nowhere in my little red yards. And the Lord's like, I got this. Not only do I have this, I got you. Right, right. God came up with that. We didn't come up with that. God was like, I got you. Right, 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 right. I got you. This is true. I'm the Bible. I got you. Amen. Right? So he's taking you through your transition. Whatever it is you're going through, whether it's a physical ailment, whether it's a mental problem, whether it's family members, whether it's financial, whether it's work, whatever it is, he's taking you through this transition because, Luke, He's preparing you for where he's taking you because where you're going, your muscles are going to have to be stronger. Your faith is going to have to be yeah. deeper. And the power that you walk in is going to have to be such as nothing shakes you. Yes. Yeah. 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 So he's taking you through it. Yeah. You yeah. step upon it and you get higher. And you step upon it and you get higher. And you step upon it and you get higher and you get higher and you get higher. And you're like, Lord, where am I going? He's like, just follow my lead. That's where I used to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's who I used to be. Yeah. I'm not that person anymore. Right. Amen. Amen. So the Lord gives you direction. Yes, He does. Gives you clarity. Yes, He does. Yes, yes. Amen. Amen. Gives you opportunity. Amen. And takes you deeper to the Amen. Power. Show, show the next slide, please. Thank you. When the brook dries up, you get clarity. You get success and advancement. And the Lord increases your faith and your power. 
Lord, we just thank you right now. Oh, thank, you. Thank, you. Thank, you. thank you for the transition. We thank you for all the problems that happened today, Lord. I just thank you so much for Christina and Luke, Lord. I don't know what to do. I just want to grab them and <laughs> But I thank you, Father, for your grace. All of the things that we are going through is preparation, Lord. Yes, Lord. Preparation for where you're taking us, Lord. We say we want to go deeper. We say we want to be close to you. We say we want to be your children. We say we want your heart. We say we want to do what you call us to do in this earth, Lord. Walk us through the transition. Walk us through it like in Habakkuk. It says to walk, not to stand still in terror, but to walk over these places of tribulation. Feel that. So I ask you to bless these words, Lord. I ask that they fly upon the wings of light, Lord, your glory, that they deposit little seeds in our hearts and our minds, Lord, that we, may, yes, that we may be thinking about this throughout the week. Every giant that we face, every problem that comes our way, every obstacle, every person that just annoys us to death, yes, how can we bless them? Hallelujah. Thank you for your grace and your mercy, Lord. Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you. Amen.